Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football, Korea's premier English language football podcast. I'm joined tonight by Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Paul. Did you miss me last week? You were there last week? <laughs> Who was that screaming Allah Allah in the background then? Um, yes, we did miss you last week. It was uh, two men in a park, um, almost arrested twice. Okay, uh, we were both wearing Burberry jackets or something. <laughs> something like that, yeah. It was quite interesting because um, we actually didn't hear one of the Phantom's co-workers walking past and screaming his name on occasion, so we actually have a fan club because she recognised us uh, in the park, which was kind of interesting. Okay. Um, of, of course, speaking of, inter- of recognising us, or two men in a park, as I should say, is that why you chose this week's intro music of No Regrets? Uh, no. Well, I had a, a lot of regrets about going to the match in last Wednesday down in, uh, <laughs> in uh, wherever it was, Kwangyang. Um, yeah, that was in, they'd move, right? Did, did they move, or is it this week they're moving? You are. <laughs> this week they're moving around, right? Are they? They're, apparently they're, they're playing games in different places again. Did, didn't we say we weren't going to talk about things we didn't know about? Yeah, we did. But I asked you, did they move? You were, you were, at, you were at the stadium, Paul. It was, you, you must have remembered if it was the same one it, before. It was the same stadium that I've always been to. Okay, so they didn't move this week then? They didn't move. And I don't know if they're going to move. <laughs> okay, and that's, that's fine. Okay, so you also went to uh, the Jornam <laughs> Soul game, which I guess we'll get to when we do our, our reviews. Did you not cover it last week? Uh, did we? I think we skipped everything that we didn't. I think we kept everything for you. I think what we covered last week was that we covered the game, but we also covered that you were down there getting plastic surgery, I guess. Okay. Um, enhancement surgery. Enhancement surgery, yeah. So obviously, we're going to go through that game, but we will talk about the other games that you've been to. Uh, so I've been mostly soul games I, I am aware Solely soul games Solely soul games uh, I guess we'll also talk about K2 uh, And we'll talk about the team that's still the only undefeated team in K1 and K2 I want to talk a little bit about what I did on Monday night Which was women Which was women Yeah Yep uh, I went to the WK League uh, I don't think I'll be at many others Um I guess we'll talk this obviously two rounds of K1 fixtures yep. uh, and I guess that's not there wasn't you going to John Am that was no regrets but I guess there's a big story that you want to not break for us but that you want to like, talk about I would assume I was wondering when you get to that it's like the biggest news in K-League recently and you sort of talking about going to women's football on Monday night instead well yeah because I'm more interested in, in going to women's football Monday night than hearing about the exploits of, a, of Wang Sung Hong but you want to tell us why we picked no regrets Paul uh, he offered his resignation and I, will get, I guess we'll get into it in detail in a bit more but it's been accepted ok finally yeah Okay. Um, we know from various rumours that we've heard from players and things that on the grapevine that he's very, very stubborn. So I'm sure he's got no regrets about anything he's done in his time here. But he has called a time on it. Uh, and uh, Seoul have a new manager. Well, they had a new manager for their midweek game. Okay. Uh, we can talk a little bit about that. Yep. Um, it's a bit, little bit strange to me. But yeah, it seems a little bit strange as well. But what I read on, on Twitter maybe yesterday or the day before, yeah? Could be yesterday, yeah? Okay. I guess um, we're also talking about an incident that happened uh, at the game down in uh, Jeonju. Yep. There was a, a rather unsavoury moment. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, then I guess we'll talk about again. We're trying to avoid talking about attendances, but I guess we can't help it. But um, I guess we might talk a little bit about attendances, and maybe even look forward to the weekend where we have several derbies on Children's Day. Yep. But the big one's not on Children's Day. The big game is an actual fact on Sunday. <laughs> By the, the the big game featuring the team that's undefeated, you mean? Exactly, against uh, a team that's sitting pretty much at the bottom right now of the league. Yeah. So where do we start then? I guess th- let's start with um, Saturday's uh, K1. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> that was the well, I guess that was Fang's last game. Yes, as you've told us, he's now left. Yep. And uh, what a rip-roaring way to leave uh, your favourite GS sponsor club, right? Uh, a nil-nil draw at home with Sangju, which is, in fairness, a, a reasonably good result, because of the fact that the army have got some good players, <laughs> probably more than so have. Yeah. Um, Given that the army were sort of up in sixth and so were what ninth. Yeah. Um, so. Who was the hero of the day? Was it a hero of the day? Was it a villain of the day? Nothing really happened, to be honest. Okay. Um, I think Yang Anmin made a couple of good saves. The Sangju keeper, also Seoul's keeper, Yu Sanghun, made a very, very good save from it, uh, a rasping shot from Evandro. Okay. But generally it was uh, very, very quiet, as evidenced by the fact that there were only two minutes of time added on at the end of the second half. Despite there being four or five substitutions, okay. So yeah. When you got in there, by as evident because there was only two. I thought you were going to say only two thousand fans in the stadium. Um, about seven thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was the I guess the the second largest football attending attendance in the country. Um, the largest being down in Jonju. Okay, so nothing used to all I talk about then, right? But at that point, as the full time whistle was sounding, as there was no doubt screams and boos and cries and jeers of hang out, yep. did you think you'd get your wish? Because I know you were shouting it. <laughs> I saw you on TV. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't think he would just quit like that because everyone knows he's very, very stubborn. Mm. And his press conferences uh, haven't given any any indication that he thinks he couldn't turn it around he's been talking very confidently of himself I've not seen any of that reflected in the games themselves but he, he talks a good talk ok um, so yeah so on was it upwards for Seoul then everything was going to change under the new manager obviously which we'll get to when we do Wednesdays yep. uh, review was, uh, did, did you go? no okay. I watched on TV watched sort TV. of Okay, um, so that was yeah. So she said that was so against Sangju. Uh, it wasn't the only draw uh, on Saturday. There was also an odd draw between Ulsan and Jonam. Ulsan uh, took the lead, and lost its penalty, and Kim Kyungmin equalised before half time, and then made another forty-five minutes of dross. <laughs> um, didn't see it, just surmising probably. For, but I did read something. Um, uh, on Instagram about it being uh, like a, a good game but nobody attending um, so I don't know, but I'm not really sure how that went see Kang won drew 0-0 with Pohang 
They did, but what I want to get onto as well is that we could have picked some like red for go or anything involving red, nine nine red balloons because we almost got nine nine red cards, right? Seven uh, red cards in in uh, six matches. That is pretty incredible. Yes, yeah? so game one, as you said, yeah, they did draw on on the Sunday. They drew with Pohang, uh, and they got a red. Well, Pohang got a red card. Kwan uh, Wang Gyu sent off a couple of minutes left. So that's the boring games dealt with. That's the draws dealt with, I guess. Yep. Um, Rewind to Saturday. Go back to Saturday. Tegu versus Cheju. Um, Tegu, obviously, uh, hot, hot, hot on the heels of their, you know, like building their football-specific stadium to hold the ten thousand fans that are queuing up outside that can't get any. Uh, the sixty thousand capacity. <laughs> sixty thousand one they've got. <laughs> Had a grand total of 722 fans at Daegu. Um, uh, I'm commonless, to be perfectly honest, on the idea of building a football stadium. But anyway, um, that game finished, uh, that was Daegu versus Jeju, uh, finished uh, 4-1. Uh, two, two red cards for Daegu in that one. Uh, Jeju, I mean, pummel them. I don't really know how much the red, I mean, they got a red card for the penalty that gave Jeju the lead, then they went one each, and then Jeju just destroyed them, 2-1, 3-1, 4-1. Uh, two goals by Kwon Sung Hyun. Yep. Okay, fast forward on to Sunday. Uh, the game of the the week, the match of the day, whatever you want to call it, the match of, of the round was in Jeonju, where first versus second. We were going to find out, I think me and the Phantom were talking about, we'd find out if you know there was going to be a title challenge this year. Huge six-pointer for Suwon, wasn't it? Massive. Yeah, absolutely massive. And how many points did they get out of it? Uh, they got a massive zero. <laughs> um, and incredibly, uh, saw. I don't, I'm not really fully aware of what Suwon's strongest eleven is, but I'm fairly certain it doesn't involve Dehan on the bench. Um, and the other three guys that he apparently benched as well for the game, right? Um, a lot of complaints on Twitter that uh, John Book, yes, John Book won, but let's be perfectly honest, anyone would have beaten that that Suwon Blue Wings team. It's kind of what I, what I have been hearing. Um, Suwon got um, two minutes sent off, right? Yep. Wagoninho after 19 minutes for a, a studs-up challenge on a on a Chumbuk defender. Uh, yep. I think that was probably wanted the red card. I did. I did. I saw the highlights of this. Um, I, I was getting ready. I was the, my mind was already on Celtic versus Rangers. To be perfectly honest, um, but was that? Yeah, I think maybe a straight red card. I think that uh, probably no complaints really with the two of them. They look, I don't think you can complain about the second one, which was a last man challenge. Uh, Ik Jang Ho. Chang uh, Hoik. Even. Uh, that shows you the names that they even know of the Suwon Blue Wings team, right? Yeah. Uh, slid in, um, and he did pull the John Book player down. Uh, it was a late, he was not a late challenge, mistimed, slow, didn't get the ball at all. Tried to get the ball, but I don't really think we take it into account. I tried to get the ball. You know, sorry, Governor, I tried to score. Going to give me the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not quite, quite how it works. Um, so he did go for the ball, but he didn't get it. Got the man. Uh, second red card. That point, it was 1 0. Just before half time, game's already over. I stopped watching at that point, uh, so I missed E. Dong Gook coming on on his birthday. 
Not heard that name on the podcast before. <laughs> no, we haven't, but we'll be hearing it a lot from now on, apparently. Uh, it's amazing how you see something written down that looks completely different from when you say it. Um, and then you realise just how bad it actually <laughs> physically looks. Um, so yeah, we'll be hearing a lot of Edom Good from now on. Or at the very least, the EE, maybe instead. LDG. LDG. Uh, the LDG trophy. <laughs> yes. Came on, scored. Uh, didn't see it, but I'm going to assume it was a dodgy scrappy. Probably, he probably dived 10 seconds before it, but anyway. Uh, 2 0, game over. John Book, title over. And that's like his fifth or sixth goal of the season? Yep. But he's not going to the World Cup? He's not, because uh, he doesn't play in England anymore. Uh, is the short version? I thought that he'd announced that he wouldn't go. He was giving, he was uh, sort of making way for younger players who need the experience. Um, but Ethan Young is 50, 50 to go, and he doesn't even get off the bench, right? I think he got off the bench for two and a half minutes last weekend. I think uh, Shin Young said something like, uh, "He's he can do well in the K League against crap defenders, but put them up against German defenders, he's not going to do any anything at his age." Uh, that seems to be some of the stuff I've, I've read on Twitter from fans and uh, and the like. Um, probably would agree with that, but he's still scoring goals in the K League. I mean, you're still going to imagine that Kim Chanuk is going to be taking taking to the World Cup. Doesn't uh, Edong scored more goals now? Um, I, I have no idea. Like, I mean, I'm, Would I'm you not taking him then. Of course not. I'm no, not at all. I'm not arguing for him to be included. I'm arguing against Lee Chung Yong being included. Yeah. Or Lee Chung Yong even having the chance of being included is what I'm arguing. Yeah, I agree with that. Lee Chung Yong should not be in the World Cup. Simple as that. But Lee Chung Yong should not be in the World Cup either. Um, um, that's, that's my opinion on it. What's his face is doing quite well in Japan these days, right? Weejo, your man Weejo. Uh, he scored again at the weekend. Yeah. Actually, interestingly, uh, podcast fan follower Tom Sungman Lee went to Gamba, Osaka, and saw the Weejo score. So, um, probably not the first time someone saw Weejo score on the weekend, but anyway. Come <laughs> um, on, if you can't slag one, we have to slag the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> Until we get pulled off here for the. Uh, for that one, I'm still going to keep talking about it. Anyway, that wasn't the end of the action. There was another red card uh, at the end. For Treble Gun. Yeah. Just before the end of the match. Yeah. Second yellow card. Um, then there were some incidents after the match as well. Yeah, there was indeed. So, um, We're going to start with the crowd or the players? Well, let's uh, like asking the chicken and the egg, to be perfectly honest, right? Because we don't know what started which. So, it sounds like the players... Started the fans. Started started the fans. So what it sounds as if, or what is being said, is that one of the two one players started kicking up turf. Yeah. Uh, to which some John Book fans got upset. I assume he was like a chicken, like scratching in the ground for some corn. Or <laughs> I'm <laughs> guessing, yeah. At this point, some John Book fans got upset and said some things, and things may have fell and fallen out of their pockets onto the grass area next to where the player was kicking up the turf at which point he, someone said, he said something back he said something back uh, then one of the Suwon players uh, the Suwon fans sorry uh, who obviously thought it's colder in Jonju than it is in Suwon and so I brought a spare balaclava <laughs> just, or a snook, just to keep himself warm pulled it on 
because he was cold and jumped a fence. Um, this is a part of the second time they've tried to jump the fence. Probably the same guy, to be perfectly honest, because he got over it this time. And apparently that is the family stand. And so he was an exchange between him and a father, uh, is what I heard. Um, ridiculous, is all I'm going to say. Okay. I mean, the thing with the K League is, we go to the K League with our packs of beer. Uh, some of us don't get in the stand that we want it anymore, we are beers, but, do you know what I mean, we go there, we drink, we watch the football, yeah, sure, you know, we get upset, we get annoyed, and we throw abuse at the players, and whatever, and, and so on, and then we all leave and go back and watch our English team or our Scottish team, and actually get really genuinely upset. Um, so I, I guess Koreans probably don't have that, other outlet in terms of their, their team in Scotland or England, let, right? Let me ask you a question. If this was, let's say, what's the equivalent? You were visiting, you are away at heart from mm. Aberdeen, and your player, someone, one of your players, had a, had a, did the same thing, kicked up the turf, and was had some stuff thrown at him by Hearts or Aberdeen fans, how would you feel? I would just throw insults at them and a few fingers and tell them I'd meet them outside. I wouldn't try and jump a fence. Okay. It's not in my nature to try and jump over a fence. Particularly when that is the family stand that's right next to them. That, that's the thing. Apparently that is the family stand. I don't really know. I mean, I, I, get it, I get the feeling that these fans, this particular group, set, club of fans, whatever you want to call them, uh, have been getting in the the press more and more, or I've been, I've been getting in these scrapes more and more, you know, like, they were horrendously taunted by Kawasaki Frontale fans last year, so they ran in their end and, and attacked them. Um, I just get a feeling that it seems to, you know, it's like the Balotelli t-shirt, why always, you know, the why always me. Um, they seem to be having, they seem to be, uh, Enjoy this reputation. Yeah, I want to say uh, we know all about their their affiliations with um, Third Reich. Third Reich, but it's been. I mean, I've taken photographs of it myself. So uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's something that we don't want to see in Keeley. I mean, Keeley's about going having fun at the end of the day. Uh, as the article that you published or translated, sorry, a couple of weeks ago, you know, yeah, the Keeley is terrible. But that's why we go. Yep. We go to have a few beers and for the stories. We don't go to be in a situation where we might not know if someone's going to jump a fence and run at us because someone said something to a player who kicked up some turf. The whole thing is pathetic, to be honest. From the guy kicking up the turf to the guy getting upset by that to the guy getting upset by the guy being upset. Okay, just to follow up, uh, obviously the Suwon player faced a dis- disciplinary committee yeah. this week. He was fined 5 million won. He was indeed. Uh, and the Suwon fans were taking up a collection to pay it for him. What do you think about that? Great idea. Okay. Have you chipped in? <laughs> uh, yes, I've chipped in minus one million. <laughs> <laughs> I logged into the account and took a, took a million one out. Uh, no, I, I mean, fair, fair play. I think that's a great idea. It's a ridiculous fine. He kicked up some turf. A far, far worse things well, have he, 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 We don't know what the fine was, whether it was related to him kicking up the turf yeah. or having a go at the fans, because he was sort of charged with two infractions. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, these fans are a bit ridiculous. Yeah, these fines are a bit ridiculous, to be perfectly honest. So if the fans want to do that, thank you enough. So next time Mr. Celtic gets fined 50 grand for doing something, 
You'll be PayPaling in a um, month's wages. I actually still think I've done. Selfie fans have done this through the years. Really? Yeah. So they've they've had GoFundMe groups or GoFundMe campaigns to pay for UEFA fines that the club got because of the fans. Because of the fans. But what if it's just a, a fan, a player, uh, a fine that a player got because of his behaviour? I think it would depend on the behaviour. If he th- if he thought it was like not worthy of the fine, and yeah, I, th- I can imagine that happening with us. To be honest. Okay, there you go. There was one game that we didn't cover. One last game on a Sunday that was interim at home to Gyeongnam. Uh, finished 3 to Marcao back in the, goals, in the score sheet. Inchon twice taking the lead uh, before losing it in the last minute. Gyeongnam also got a, a red card, second half. That's quite a few points Inchon have chucked away in the last minute of games recently. Yeah, and considering the fact that Song Siu is about to join the army. Yep. I guess they won't be winning many more in the last minute either. There we go. Okay. Next point of call, Wednesday? Or do you want to go to the League of Mars and then come back to your league? Let's stick with the K1. Oh, really? Um, so, in between, Sunday night, apparently, so this is what I read, Sunday night at about 11.30, Hung Sung-on uh, contacted club officials and said he was it was his intention to resign. They recontacted him saying, let's have a meeting on Monday to discuss it. They apparently spent all day Monday trying to convince him not to resign, but he was adamant, so Monday evening they finally accepted it and like, let the, let, made an announcement, didn't they? Yep. So he was gone. They've announced that uh, his, ke- his uh, assistant manager, Yil Young, another 2002 star, will be caretaker manager, which seems smart to... Like maintain some degree of stability. From a fan's point of view, it's a bit worrying because you think he's just going to be more of the same. But the, the thing that was surprised me about it, we've got this like what two month break coming up, right, for the World Cup. Yeah. But they've given him caretaker management status until the end of the season. So I don't understand why they didn't just give it to him until the World Cup, and then you two months during the World Cup to interview candidates or find out what Choi Young Soo is doing, which is presumably what is in, is in everyone's minds at the moment. Yeah. So really surprised that they didn't do that. To be honest, they really surprised that they gave it, they gave him all the way through, give him until the World Cup. It's only like a few weeks, obviously. See well, how it goes. Three or four games before the World Cup, including Wednesday. Three, I think. Yeah. Three, four, sorry, in, in, including Wednesday. Um, but yeah, to come out and say you've got it until the end of the season. Like normally, when someone's installed long term, it's because the club have been planning to get rid of the manager, and they've sort of thought about it. And for something for something so shocking to happen on Sunday, and for him to be announced as a, a long term caretaker on the Monday, means they've put no thought into it at all, right? Yeah, they're not even hedging their bets. I can I could have understood it if he'd won the four games up until the World Cup, and then they announced. On the eve of the World Cup, right. we were going to keep him until the end of the season. Right. You announced that he's going to be caretaker until the end of the until the World Cup break, while they think about what they're going to do. Yeah. He's got four games to prove himself. If he wins all four games, ten nil. Give him the you give him the job permanently, whatever. If he loses all four games, ten nil. You think, well, we're going to get Cheung Su or whoever in. And if he draws all, all four games, nothing each. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <I'm okay. laughs> Sorry. That's where we're going, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, I thought it was a strange one. I mean, I, I sent you the, the tweet, which is I saw, you, I, I, I guess, yesterday. Um, thought it was really strange. Thought, uh, not something that I think is normal. I would say that your process is, is what is normal. It's like, give them until the World Cup, 
try and bring somebody else in and if he performs excellent cheap option keep him till the end of the season if he doesn't excellent cheap option get shot of him um, right now if he happens to lose those four games or sorry happens to do poorly in those four games which includes Suwon and Chumbuk for now yeah. and Kangwon away and you make quite a bit of a a kind of decision there that you're going to now keep this guy until the end right yeah um, yeah not what I would have done to be perfectly honest but I think looking at what you feel was like some of the importance or some of the effort that these Chebal shoes companies put into K-League I'm, I'm not surprised that they did it either and also he's, he's a caretaker manager right till the end of the season so do you give him any money in the, no. the transfer break or do you just let him caretaker manage what he's got um, well I thought let's use an example of uh, Rangers uh, they fired their manager announced the, the under 20s coach would be the caretaker manager he did alright reasonably not, not too bad they then announced he would be the caretaker manager until the end of the season and they brought in a bunch of loans in the transfer window no money was spent uh, so then you have the situation where you have five loan players and a manager technically on loan all until the end of the season. So it was a ridiculous situation uh, there as well. And I think this is similar. They said, what do you do in the summer transfer window? You give them money to spend? Of course you don't. Do you bring in a whole bunch of loans until the end of the season? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you give him that? There's, there's word that Jonathan's in play for the, the transfer window, right? He's not settled that well in China. So he could be open to be coming back to Korea. I think his recent Instagram post would suggest he would probably not be coming back to the red and black of, of SU Seoul, though, yeah? I think he would go where the money took him. Whether Seoul had the money or not, I don't, I don't know. But okay, interesting question. There's no reason. I don't think he's any particularly, particularly any different to Adriano. Uh, yeah, but he's just tweeted about the Suwon Jongo game and what he said, and, and now you, my heart will always be blue, and I love the blues, and I will always look at you from afar, and blah blah blah. Which suggests he's not going to come back in the summertime. In the summertime. In the summertime. Damn. This is with Hong. Kwang Sung Hong. Yeah. So I think that's a different situation. Uh, I think I'm not saying Jonathan wouldn't come back to Seoul next season. Sorry, come to Seoul next season. But at this point in time, he's not going to, I don't think, be playing for FC Seoul come October. Now, here's an interesting question. Uh, I'm making this wrong. So, Hong Chao yeah. posted on an Instagram post for Shin Jin Ho? Shin Jin Ho, yeah. Who's just come back from the army. Yeah. Uh, to say, fighting FC Seoul because he was playing Sangju uh, at the weekend or something along those lines I may have got all of that completely wrong so you're going to ask me something which I've never heard about which you're not sure about <laughs> it was a Suwon player saying come on FC Seoul against Sangju yeah well I can't, I can't remember who they were playing it may have been midweek uh, against uh, Gyeongnam the point is it was Hong Chou saying fighting FC Seoul ok what would you how would you feel if that was a Sheffield Wednesday player saying go Barnsley or whoever uh, as you hate most in the world? Barnsley. <laughs> Teams like Barnsley. That's what I remember from a couple of weeks back. <laughs> Teams like Incheon. Teams like Incheon, yeah. Um, well, I think 
Did I have a Saki emoticon after I don't think so. I think he was being serious. The Sioux and Pad are not happy. Obviously. Uh, I think. I don't know. I, I don't think it's particularly. Although we've done that a couple of times already tonight, I don't think you can directly compare K League and the yeah. okay. English Premier League or whatever because slightly different worlds. Okay. Uh, if that happened to a Wednesday player who was on loan at the <laughs> the army, yeah, the army, <laughs> <laughs> he was in his TA service. I'm happy what kind of nightmare is this? <laughs> okay, okay, let's swiftly move on. Yeah. So Wednesday, uh, the news that put ten thousand. Uh, on the attendance at Gyeongnam was obviously that Fang had left. Yep. Uh, obviously things were going to change. Uh, so came out, all guns blazing, few goals in the first two minutes. Um, they looked a bit more lively, okay. so a bit more pressing, a bit more running around, uh, a bit more intent, but the overall end product was the same. So it was a nil-nil draw. Nil-nil draw. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have too many clear cut chances Th- towards the end of the second half they looked like they were really going for it um, the starting 11 was basically the same or 10 or so of the same 11 that would have started under Huang the only difference was Pak ji coming in to start okay. played up front uh, didn't do too much okay. uh, nothing really much to say about that game either ok so sum up to sum up just how bad it, it, has been, it actually has been for Seoul yeah? you're in ninth. Yep. With nine goals scored and nine goals against yep. after 11 games. That's actually the second best defence in the K League. Um, yeah, I was just going with that ridiculous nine kind of pattern there, Chief. Yep. Um, 11 games played, nine goals scored, ninth position. Where do you see the season finishing? Um, as Yaz and the pl- pl- plastic population sang, the only way. It's hopefully up. It's hopefully up. Theoretically, it could go down a bit. <laughs> the only way it's up, but uh, yeah, it's not good. It's it's not good. Only four points off the, the top half. I'm not saying that you won't finish in the top half. I think had Fang stayed, you wouldn't have done. But I'm not saying that you won't finish in the top half. But I think looking at any aspirations of playing in the continent next year, uh, I would say is not going to happen. You never know. You never know. Okay. Um, speaking of teams that do play or have been playing um, in the continent, we obviously had the big uh, Suwon Bloomings versus Ulsan. The game that maybe saw thought was more important than going and playing against John Book to try and win the title. He brought back several of his players. I believe he played as what could be deemed as being the strongest eleven. Yeah, what one person said. Said was his strongest eleven. Yeah, well, he know, probably knows slightly more about Suwon than I do. do. Um, that obviously worked a treat because that finished nothing else as well. Does that mean that this this weekend for the Super Match we'll get the week eleven? Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, I don't think. It, I think you may just play five players. Um, uh, yeah, that finished nothing else. Wow, I cannot wait. I'm, I cannot wait for the whole of Asia to watch. Uh, the double header. <laughs> uh, the, the ball was put in the net at one point, though. The ball was put in the net, and we could either spend as long as some of our listeners have spent debating this on Twitter, or we could just say what briefly happened, right? So basically, um, it was a corner. Yeah. Ooh, you got a corner, yeah. Uh, I've done that for a while. Takes us back. Takes us back a long time. Um, 
we've seen that the referee gave the corner, we've seen he blew his whistle for the corner to be taken. The Suwon players were remonstrating, demonstrating, whatever you want to call it, with the referee. The Osan player took the corner. Uh, I guess it was turned into the back of the net, and then all hell broke loose and it was chopped off. From what I've seen from pictures and from what I've read, it would suggest that there were two balls on the pitch when the corner Not was more taken. Than two balls on the pitch. <laughs> yes. Four. Um, <laughs> so the ball was put in whilst I believe actually the goalkeeper had the ball in his hand, right? Yeah. A spare ball, another ball. Um, so was this one? Was this a corner that was debated, right? Whether it was a corner or yeah. a goal kick. So the, the goalie got the ball back to take a, a goal kick. Yeah. The referee indicated a corner. Yeah. They were arguing about it. No, some player took it, he thought he, had, he thought he had a whistle, took it, swung it in, none of the Sir One players reacted, no, some player banged back of the net, 1 0, we're going to win the league again, and then the referee went, oh, what did I do? Again. <laughs> and uh, the referee panicked, and I was concerned that the man with the balaclava was just like behind the goals looking at him menacingly yeah. with his eyes um, and so chopped the goal off um, I think the debate the, the debate seems to be going on on Twitter of course ultra Sioux one fan Hitler had the right idea he only had one ball right yes so <laughs> <laughs> so I think what seems to be the debate is not that the goal should have stood but like the kind of reasoning for chopping it off i.e. I, it should have went to VAR in which case officially chopped off as opposed to the referee bottled it because all the Sioux one players were complaining and, and chopped it off without going to VAR the, well, the, the end <coughs> result would have been the same is, is, is my well, take of it the VAR is supposed to be there for correcting obvious errors yeah. so if the referee thinks that the Olsen guy's taken the, the, goal, the corner when he's not blown for it he doesn't need to check it surely Okay. Do you think the referee was quite right in just overturning it? I, I've not seen it, but if he if he's overturned it because he's not blowing the, for the whistle for the corner to be taken, then that's his right to do it. Right? He said, "I've not blown my whistle. Take it back." Okay. If he's blown it because he's realised there are two balls balls on the pitch, presumably he can see that without having to check VAR. Okay. So you don't think he bottled it because of the super players in his face? Um, but they were in his face before the corner was taken. Yeah. Right? And then, and then well I've uh, I've given the opinion I can based on what okay. I've, I've heard and I've not seen a replay so okay and then it'd be it would have been chopped off the, the, regardless of the number of replays on uh, Twitter these days is is very uh, limited yeah so I wonder why three modern so um, so anyway the end result of that was nothing each it was not the as we said we had nothing each down in Gyeongnam Unfortunately, they were not the only two nothing each. We also had a nothing each in with Pohang and Incheon as well. So Wednesday night attendances were as low as the number of goals. There was so there was one cracking game, which I guess we'll get to last of all. Yes, there was, there was one more draw, yep. which involved uh, the army against the Dragons. Yep. Uh, have you seen Sim Dongun's goal? Nope. What a goal! Okay. Absolutely brilliant. I recommend everyone grab a look at it. Ball comes over, <coughs> halfway line, gets cleared. So, so the, the ball comes in from the halfway line, gets cleared by the John Am defender, falls to, to him uh, about 
35 yards out or so, maybe even further, yeah. almost halfway line, and he looks up, keeper off his line, lamps and he it. lamps it, but perfectly whips it right over the flailing goalkeeper in the back of the net. Perfect parabolic arc. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. It was a thing of utter, utter beauty to see. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the winning goal, uh, and Wanderson de Macedo. Uh, pulled, it, pulled, one back, or pulled it back for John Arm in the second half He looked pretty decent last week when I, when I saw him play He terrorised Sol's defence Which as we already discussed is one of the meanest defences in the K-League Yep So that, was that, that wasn't the cracking game obviously No There was a cracking game down day, uh, taking place in, in John Deere as well What, where Chumbuk got a routine win against Tegu? <coughs> the, if the Phantom was here he would interject and say they didn't deserve to win that one okay I didn't see it so I can't explain why he said that maybe he just thinks that about all John Book games despite the fact they were 1-0 up after 3 minutes 1-0 up after 3, after three minutes 2-0 up uh, and then a Park Hanbin pulled one back and apparently Daegu rattled the bar it was end-to-end stuff and Daegu should have snatched one towards the end okay so it should have finished two weeks but John Book winning ugly so that means it's not like with Ricardo Lopez. <laughs> that means uh, K League aficionados among our listeners will realise that we've not mentioned Cheju and Kangwon in this particular section. We haven't. So that was the cracking game. Oh, sorry, but we're talking about this. Okay, this was uh, one honest team against another. Yeah. Or as I call it, Rangers versus Hearts. Um, and what? A, yeah. What can you say apart from what a fantastic game? So we had a hat trick from Magno Cruz. Um, so he scored the first in six minutes and then ETO equalised and then Magno scored to make it 2-1 after 20 minutes and then Derek equalised uh, and then Magno Cruz scored to make it 3-2 in 27 minutes so that would take five goals in like the first half hour yep. before Jung Sung Young uh, equalised before half time uh, making it three each at half time and then uh, Gaimo came out in the second half and Derek scored his second and then Diego Moricho made it 5-3 in, on the final whistle that's like the, uh, the good old days when Sol and Cheju would play, play out like yeah. scoring draws and yeah. I was there, I remember Egan Ho scored an absolute rasper in like a 3-2 or a 4-3 or a 5-3 game or something like that okay. so yeah, so I mean Cheju Usually in those high scoring games, Jeju come out on top, but they lost that one at home to Kang one, yeah? So, I don't want to spend too much more time on the K1 because we are all, like almost 40 minutes in. But just quick one then. Each team's played each other once now. Yep. Um, if you look at the table, what stands out? Uh, the nine point gap between John Book and Sewan. So, John Book. And talking about nines, Sewan ninth <laughs> as well. You've covered that already. He actually was stood out. John Book lost their second game of the season, wasn't yes. it? Away at Inchon. They've yes. beaten everyone else. Yes. They've conceded only five game, five goals in eleven games. Yep. Uh, beyond that, there are six teams whose goal difference is virtually neutral. Yep. So look at Suwon. Uh, sorry, Kyungnam plus two, Kangwon, Pohang, Ulsan, Seoul, all all zero goal difference. Sangju with a plus one. Yep. Um, Chonnam, Incheon, and Taegu are all pretty poor. And if you look at the last two rounds, like obviously Chumbuk won two, Tegu lost two, and everyone else has got a, f- a fair, uh, fair amount of draws. Yeah, it's a tight league. It doesn't look tight when you look at it, to be perfect. But when you analyse it, 
So that why is like, like that. It is a tighter ligament that actually feels, to be perfectly honest. If you take John Book out of the equation, <laughs> it, it would be a entertaining league, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and half, Diego, half their budget. And Diego, although they're at the bottom, actually haven't been with them boys. I mean, they, they, they have a minus 14 goal difference, but they, they have been unfortunate in some of their games. Um, as so well. they're, they're, they're like so they've struggled to score, right? Yeah. But, I mean, we can safely call, if we were Paddy Power, we would be paying out right now. Uh, the key one is over, it's finished. I mean, John Wick are not losing a nine point lead over the Blue Wings, never mind. Talking of nine point leads. They can be lost. They can be lost. The flash of an eye. <laughs> they can be lost if you've just had uh, a bribery scandal from three years ago re- revealed. So maybe, maybe someone will pop up and be like, actually, I was a scout in 2016. <laughs> um, and maybe, maybe the league will be competitive again. But until that happens, well, it, to be honest, it, it, to be honest, if someone comes out and says that, the point, the point deduction this time will be bigger for a repeat offence, right? So there's still a little bit more hope. We'll let it get out to like 15 or 16 points. There's someone 19 points behind the pass for your corner. It's 19 <laughs> points after 11 games. <laughs> they need to literally put the John Book team in prison and default so if they beat John Book in their remaining three games that's nine points made up already yeah whatever anyway uh, congratulations John Book on winning back to back titles yep uh, you won't get three in a row because someone's going to stop you the mighty song now the mighty song now which brings us on to K2 we're not going to lose our record um, so basically as I alluded, Songnam are still unbeaten. So shall we start with the Songnam game or shall we start with all the other games that we don't know nothing about? Uh, just rush the, through the others. Okay, Butchon played their first game at home, but it wasn't at their new stadium, it was at their old stadium. Uh, almost 2,000 turned up and William Pop also turned up, making it, he scored the first half and they beat Pusan 1 0. So is their new stadium behind schedule then? Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pusan. Uh, I don't know. Because. I should also know that Sangju's game midweek was their first game at home this season after yeah. whatever sports festival finished. Yeah, and Pusan being away maybe suggests that maybe Pusan had something going on as well. Um, also, another team who's been playing a lot of games in the one stadium, uh, Seoul Eland, uh, proving that they are a show a tough <coughs> to beat uh, at home. Uh, they went one behind to Ansan really quickly. Uh, and then end up winning that game 2-1 uh, getting a man sent off as well before they then scored two goals so the 10 men scored two goals he beat Ansan 2-1 um, the police had a su- strange surprising defeat at home uh, to Guangzhou they lost 2-1 to Guangzhou who uh, are now threatening the playoffs and Su Wan continued their dismal form losing incredibly to Dejan uh, losing at home to Dejan 2-1 they were 2-0 down uh, and then Matthias scored in the last minute. Um, so that leaves the only game that mattered, which was uh, Ladies' Day down in Anyang, the real Purple Arena. None of this Dejong World Cup stadium being called Purple Arena for some strange reason. I don't know why it's called that. Because they play more of a maroon, right? Yeah, I don't know why it's called Purple Arena, but I saw tweets and photographs of that for some reason. Uh, so yeah, I went down. Uh, it was a blisteringly hot spring sunny day 
uh, which may have been the reason why I don't remember much of the, of the game. Did you have to uh, drink a lot to keep up your hydration levels? <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, I drank quite a bit, yeah. Uh, it's fair to say I consumed several, several cans. Um, Anyang took the lead. Uh, there was actually just under 1,200, I think, at, at the game. Um, Anyang took the lead. Uh, then Songna equalised. The goal was chopped off originally for a uh, handball or offside. I think it was just a reactionary thing with, with the linesman just put his flag up without really thinking. Uh, went to VAR, over, overturned. Went in a half time on each, so that was Moon Sang Yun who scored that goal. Then uh, Alex made it 2 1. Uh, actually, Songnam got a corner, and Anyang broke away from the Songnam corner, yeah. ran out the pitch, and, and Anyang scored uh, past Kim Kumbe. So that was uh, 2-1 in Anyang. Uh, the game then looked as if, uh, I mean, Songnam were the better team after that, but it looked for about 10 minutes as if we were maybe even longer, actually, almost 20 minutes, as if the unbeatable record was going to go uh, before uh, we got a corner. Um, ball was swung in as a bit of a stramash in the melee in the box and uh, it fell to Ju uh, Hyunwoo who knocked it past the flailing keeper who done actually really well to save the, the first shot that led to the corner but was shocking at the corner and then um, with a couple of minutes left there was a high ball played forward the Anyang player tried to let it run out Idair had, had a different opinion he nipped in front of him cut it back for Murala who shot the keeper tried to save it but missed it and the defender deflected it and as Murala lined up the rebound uh, Moon Sang Yun ran in front of him again and blasted it in the back of the net 3-2 two, two minutes left we all started partying and singing in the away end and as we were doing so, uh, we went to VAR, and uh, Anyang got a penalty. Yeah. I've seen the highlights, and I don't know why they got a penalty. Okay. Uh, and Alex, who had pulled it back, oh sorry, Alex, who had put him in front at 2-1, stepped up and fluffed his lines, put it past the post, and that was it. It finished 3-2, and I staggered to the nearest CU, and... Then home at some point. At some point. So you're, you'll clearly remember last year where Songnam were absolutely terrible for the first ten games, yep. and then th- th- turned things around. Mm-hmm. They've been quite good for the first well nine games of this season. Is it all going to fall apart once they hit game ten? Uh, nope. So you're confident they're going to win the league? <sighs> I'm not confident we're going to win the league, but I'm confident it's not going to fall apart either. Um, there's been games this season where it could have fallen apart. You know, like, as I said this last week, the Phantom games where you say, you know, if this was last season, we'd have lost. That kind of thing. Um, and we haven't. I think we, we have a good team of players that are fighting. I've never seen any team in the K-League play, fight for each other the way they did. What he there did, he could easily just let that run out. He was determined to get the ball. Yeah. He could see Morala bombing up his, his left-hand side. Uh, it was in his head. He didn't even look up. It was in his head. He knew where he was. And we have that kind of link between several, several different pairings. It reminds me of uh, Peter Tiago and Wang Yi Zhou. Uh, in the season that we got relegated so that season it all fell apart because Thiago left I think as long as EDR doesn't go anywhere uh, in the summer yep. um, then I think we'll definitely 
be in the playoffs at least. Um, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, but every World Cup, uh, Songnam have won something. So maybe maybe it'll be the key to. I'm not going to say we're going to win it yet. I'm maybe not saying maybe that. Maybe the Cup that they declined to participate. Maybe the Kyungi Cup, yeah. That they declined to participate maybe, last year. Maybe they'll bring back the Peace Cup. Although <laughs> <laughs> that may be uncomfortable. But um, I'm not going to say that we're going to win the league. I'm not saying that, but I'm, I'm saying that definitely we have looked a pretty impressive team at times. Although that is, to be, that is to be taken with a pinch of salt because it's done through very severe beer goggles. No, actually, I've only been drunk for second halves. Oh, that's true, because you had a month off drinking. A month off drink, so. Um, but we have looked good. This weekend's a big one. Uh, it's not a big one in terms of league positions, it's a big one in terms of, like, uh, you know, it's home. It's a home to Suwon FC who have been a bogey team at times. Uh, I think one of the things that we have to do is we have to start winning better at home or playing better at home or getting results at home we're, we're doing a lot better away yeah. uh, we have to go to jam show again this season and we have to win that game we played Elan four times last year and didn't win a single game so we played them f- in five games and haven't won so these are the games that we have to start, start winning so I've got a question for you are Songnam crowds picking up a little bit now they're doing well um, I would say they're not Falling any? They're not. They're not the nine thousand, eight thousand that we were getting before. Yeah. So no, they're still under two thousand, under three thousand. Um, but are they going to start picking up? Well, I think the pussy. I think the, I think a lot of people. Uh, Sona has been so poor for the last year and a half that I think they've lost a lot of the fair weather fans. Yeah. So it's just about getting the name back out there that we're not playing. And it's not that we're playing fantastic football, so it's still not great to come and watch. Yep. It's just we have a there's a different attitude I think among the players, yeah. Okay. So before we get into this weekend's fixtures, have you got a winner and a loser of the week? Um, my loser of the week is a guy who takes a balaclava to a football game. Yep. Long may you be forever a loser. Okay. And my winner of the week uh, my winner of the week has gotta be uh, my winner of the week has got to be the guy who had to go home and clean all the bed sheets that said Huang out because now he no longer has to <laughs> so that's my loser and my winner what about yourself? I suppose the winner of the week has to be Seoul fans because Seoul appears to be going nowhere fast and at least now they've got a little bit of hope about what's going to happen in the next few games uh, so it's still not too late for them to turn it around and make a, a decent charge up the table. If they do a run like Chumbuk had and win 10 of the next 11 games, everyone will be going, what crisis in the early part of the season? And they'll be saying, Huang Hu. Um, I've not seen any evidence that, that will happen, but mm-hmm. got the hope at least. Lose of the week. Anyone that's ch- travelled to either of two Seoul's recent two midweek games, which was a 2-1 loss against bottom-dwelling uh, Chunnam and a nil-nil draw away at Changwon. Very late nights to get back from in midweek. Okay, okay, excellent. Okay, so one thing before we move on to the weekend games, I did attend. Uh, I also did attend a midweek game. I didn't go to a Kaylee game. I went to a W Kaylee game. Yep. Someone invited me to go to that, and I uh, had to make an excuse not to. Yep. Uh, you made the right excuse. Uh, so it was the the female super match. 
Uh, I may have called a few other things during the game, but anyway. Uh, it finished 1-0 to Suwon ladies, or Suwon women. Um, a goal scored by a player. Um, I spent most of the game watching the two Americans on the team. One called Jennifer Scugago, I can't remember her second name. Uh, another one called Paige Nelson, who were the only two foreigners they were playing. Shotan Park is a nice little ground to go to. We did a little bit of a walk around, a little bit of, a, of an exploration, and then I realised quite quickly that it couldn't be used for a K-League game because the seats that are not in the main stand are all really close together and there's some really dangerous steps and stuff. Okay. Um, it does also have a have an artificial pitch, um, but anyway. Uh, but, it, yeah, women's football is interesting. There are some really strange people there. The Suwon women's have a fan group who come and chant the same songs as Suwon FC, but I guess about the females. Um, uh, afterwards, we all waited for the players to come off because I was reliably informed it wouldn't take them long to get off the bus. And we actually met Jennifer's mother. And she came over and we talked for a little bit. She visits in Korea temporarily or is she here? Long termish. So Jennifer's mother is Korean. Uh, Jennifer's father is uh, an American soldier in in the, in the navy, and they both live in Japan right now. So she's temporarily visiting. It was a real shame because if she's here to see her daughter, and she got like all of two seconds to spend with them. Because uh, you know they, they, they come off the bus and they're kind of giving, go and see your family, get the flowers, and then get straight on the bus. Yeah. Um, she did tell us, you know, that the players all have to live in dormitories, but the foreigners live in their own separate dormitory, but it's really close to, to the stadium. Uh, but they get a little bit more free time than, than I guess, the, the Korean females get, who get very little free time. Um, it was an interesting experience on a Monday night. Um, Suwon Women's in case anyone was interested are actually playing away, I've been at home the, the next two Mondays. Um, so if you do want to go and watch them, I think they play in the Suwon Civil Stadium. Will you be going back to watch Women's K League? Um, I may or may not go down next Monday uh, to watch Suwon Women. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> you might go down on the. <laughs> so I might go down and see if I can maybe catch up with the two foreign girls and maybe we'll even get them on the podcast sometime in the future. Who knows? Well, that would be interesting. Yes. I think you should try that. But just want to give you that little breakdown. Right. The most impressive thing with the floodlights. Okay. Uh, one more thing I want to touch on. You might have seen the video I tweeted about the Kia Tigers players coming out after the match. Yeah. Completely blanking all the fans waiting with shirts and balls to be autographed. What did you think of that? Shocking. And I don't think that's all baseball teams. I think that might just be Kia. Okay. To be honest. But yeah, I thought that was really, really terrible. Fan service in Korea is hugely important. I mean, I've been to the race course and watched Sistar and Mamamoo and Girls Day who gave fantastic service to their fans. And I think it's like really, really important that that you have fan service. I'm being really serious. You don't look like um, And I think to watch a, a, a baseball team, the Kia, I, I could be wrong, but I think Kia won it last year to come out and blank their fans 
that is really terrible. They didn't even look at them, right? They just like yeah. literally looked away and, and brushed past them. And some of those little kids, though, like those little kids were really yeah. cute with their baseballs and the marker pens. And I can understand you don't want to be signing like a thousand autographs after a match, but there was like, there's like maybe forty or fifty people there, and you could sign a few at least, yeah. right? Yeah, it was uh, it was terrible to, to be perfectly honest. I thought it was really really bad. Uh, poor form unlike the, the Lottie Giants guy who after a very bad game was walking home with someone threw a box of chicken at him <laughs> that's so true and did, he, did he sign it and throw it back <laughs> so the next game he gave a box of chicken to the fans no he did someone threw a box of chicken at him uh, that's going to be taking your, your, your anger a little bit too far yeah. um, but oh seriously yeah I thought it was shocking I think the key they should make a parody video showing Kaylee players coming out, signing autographs, signing uh, like pictures. <laughs> before I was you were going to say you were trying to think of something that wasn't breasts, right? <laughs> I was trying to some out, I couldn't. <laughs> I, mean, I think I thought it was body parts. I was like, oh, find something else. Um, photographs. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the. Do you have autograph books these days? Did you have an autograph book when you were a kid? I did have. Do you think kids still have them these days? There's a kid outside the women's football with, a, with, with an autograph book. He was getting signed by one of the players. Do you still have your autograph book? Uh, it's, it's my father's house. With, and it, what's your most prized, treasured autograph? My most prized, treasured autograph was, God rest the both of them, uh, Bruce Forsyth and Ronnie Corbett. Okay, I, was, I thought you felt sure you were going to say like a football player. No, no they were, uh, they were, oh, I was talking about a pro-am golf tournament. And they were my most prized autographs. Okay. Bruce Forsyth and Ronnie Carr, but I was a kid when that happened. Right, okay. let's try to keep this under an hour. So we've got okay. two minutes to preview this week's matches. Okay, K2, big one as I said, Songnam Suwon. Yep. Prediction? Um, little, 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 little Songnam home win. Home win. Uh, Ansan versus Pusan, which is third versus, well, Pusan have fallen down to sixth now, but third versus sixth. Um, Anson have done so much better than I thought that they might even get a draw out of this. Okay. Uh, Anyang versus Asan. Away win. Good win, away win, definitely. Uh, Buchan in second versus Guangzhou in fifth. At home, but we don't know if it's home yet. Um, depends which home it is. Okay. If it's the old one that they're familiar with, they might win that. Yep. If it's the new one that they're unfamiliar with, they might win it because they'll have a bumper crowd for the opening. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go for a away win. Mind you, Guangzhou have been doing pretty well recently, so... Um, I have no idea what that's going to happen. I am processing the fact I can make both games. Okay. So it just depends on what I do after the, the Songnam Su one game, but I may go to both. And uh, there's no point previewing the game that is uh, three months away, but the other game would, is getting played on Wednesday, the 15th of August, and that is Elan versus Dejan. Which presumably means there's a concert, a championship that you could make as well. Uh, yeah, there's probably a concert, or maybe it's one of those like water ones where they get Jana to come out and they use water. Yeah, cause it's a concert of sorts. Okay, and in the main K League? In the main K League, well, we do have a super match. Yeah, three yeah. local derbies and then the other four teams just. <laughs> okay, so there's a Jolla derby. Yep. That's uh, gonna be a that's gonna be a Chumbuk win, right? Gotta be a Chumbuk win every day, every day. Uh, there's the Osan Pohang derby. Um, that's probably gonna be a draw. They've been both teams drew nil nil last time out. Yep, we'll see a draw that. Inchon versus Jeju, the United derby. Um, that's gonna be an away win. 
And away win. I'm going to go with that home goals, at least. Yeah. Uh, we have Daegu versus Gyeongnam, which used to be the K2 game last year. Yeah. Um, Two years ago. Gyeongnam should win that. Uh, yep, I'm, well, I'm agreeing with you on all these. That's not good. We have uh, the army versus Gangwon. Um, Kangwon, obviously stronger and scoring lots of goals, but can you, can they do it? Can they turn on to two matches in a row? Nope. That I'm not sure about. So. And we go home then. So, obviously, the, the Seoul are playing 2-1 at home this week. The previous super match was not even a month ago, like three weeks ago. Yeah. Are all these fixtures repeats of what, what happened three weeks ago? You don't know, do you? Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm unsure. <laughs> You're unsure, okay. Uh, that can be checked easily enough, but we won't do it. Won't do it? Um, yep. Um, Seoul, Suwon. Uh, we're actually putting up a, a translated article, which was written the day after the previous super match, which all the journalists and all the fans agreed was a load of crap. Like the, the match itself. The article or the the, the match. The match. The okay. Match. <laughs> I was thinking, why are we translating a bad article? <laughs> Terrible match. Um, and well, there were a couple of good inter- a couple of good articles about this the uh, the previous super match. But I've chosen one which saying like, what, what why was Seoul and uh, Suwon so bad in that match, and suggesting some things to change. So okay, have a read of that. Okay, that is up now. So we'll, we'll, by the time you, you listen to your favourite English language podcast about the K-League, you can also read uh, on our blog, fornishesblog.com. <laughs> what do you say? What's the name of it? <laughs> um, that's the last thing I want to do as we tick over the hour. Um, eliminate, uh, not elimination game, the prediction league. Bit of a bad midweek with some... Unexpected results. Uh, yeah, that the full league table is now available um, on our blog. Is it as well? Uh, where you will see that uh, I'm not that far away from an ACL spot. The, the I think Modern Soul was out in front of top, and then from second down to about tenth is very very bunched up. Yeah, yeah, it's really tight. It's really tight. And then we've got some old sort of Sangju from years ago types who are f- refusing to fulfil their fixtures. <laughs> There's one. Of, so uh, Hanam Ding Dong didn't realise there were any midweek games. And so he hasn't had a single midweek, uh, so he's pretty far down. The Daegu boys have fallen, uh, so they're pretty low. So it's, yeah, top of the league, more than so. Uh, two points clear of Ferdinand, who is joint, uh, well, joint second, but with the mighty Quinn, and then it's Kayleigh and Faith, who makes up the fourth. Uh, for in terms of uh, other. Things of note, we have the Phantom who keeps forgetting to put his predictions on. Uh, he's in 20th. <laughs> and he's even behind the mighty King Kenny, who has since stopped predicting 5 0 victories for everyone. Okay, so, Paul, what's going to lead us out? Uh, you mentioned that one was adamant, so we're going to go with some adamant. Oh!